oh, it's not blocking me and I don't want to kill the timer, but oh, I can just open a new tab and go to YouTube (laughs) and play this. Welcome to the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting things done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we are doing our first ever app review uh, for an app called Forest, which I know that you are a big advocate for, Mark. So that's some reason why we decided to pick this thing up. But before we get to that, let's talk about what we've been doing. How have you been, Mark? What projects have you been working on? I know there's been some exciting things with Austin Podcasters that we talked about before we started recording. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so the past uh, two weeks, I've been in a lot of planning. So uh, for my top three projects, uh, we'll go start with Austin Podcasters. So I have all of 2020 weekend coffees planned. Oh, wow. You were very proactive. Timed, ready to go. So that was a huge accomplishment that I got done. So that kind of leaves it so that I can then focus on trying to do workshops and other things because I already got a monthly event down. So that's awesome. Um, and then along with that, just planning the next event. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week we had a studio tour at KUTX. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, local uh, NPR, you know, uh, radio station here. It was fantastic. So um, the Yolanda from Austin Lady Pod, she runs the uh, social media and uh, co-runs the group. Elizabeth McQueen from uh, the This Song podcast at KUTX gave us a tour we got to see where they record the studio, which are super cool. All of the soundproof editing booths, oh, which so were cool. amazing. Yes. This office um, I'm in right now is super echoey. I would love to record inside <laughs> that. <laughs> I would love to record it in, in there as well. And um, I got to geek out and meet Nathan Bernier, who hosts a KUT Weekend podcast. Which is the best resource for getting your... Uh, weekly dosage on what's happening in Austin and Texas. I listen to it every week. I love it. Absolutely. Um, I don't think, I'm not too sure if anyone, uh, there were a few others that uh, were geeking out with me that knew who he was uh, out of the group. Um, but, How many you know, civics nerds are there? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we were geeking off of some of the uh, county maps and stuff that he has in his at his desk and stuff to keep things straight. But, you know, it's really a great podcast. Um, I found it because once I moved to Austin, I kind of wanted to know more about the city, what was going on in the news, the stories and stuff like that. And I found KUT Weekend and started listening to that. And I've been an avid listener since. So it's Mm -hmm. really cool to meet and get a picture with him. So that was awesome. The next project, Project Dollar, planning and writing that. So that's slowly going. I'm trying to improve my writing. Um, And which then spawned another project that I may do to test out the publishing waters. And that's publishing a poetry book. So I've been writing some poetry. Just a few. It's going to be a small chapbook. 
but I want to get familiar with the publishing on Kindle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So kind of get a few of those out of the way before I get to the larger project dollar. Um, I think, you know, that's that's what I and, and lots of business planning, design, going through some graphic design uh, stuff to update my business logo and actually mm-hmm. set a brand identity to it. Um, I don't have one, shockingly. <laughs> I do have, I do for Austin podcasters, there's a, you know, brand and theme mm. that I have built for that, but never for my actual one. So trying to get that up to fluffs before I publish my first piece. But yeah, it's been pretty, pretty uh, busy with all of those projects. What about you? Wow. Um, yeah, I've been pretty busy too, but less project oriented and more just like personal life oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's actually been three weeks since I, since we last week, re- since we last recorded because last weekend I forgot that we were recording until like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I do not feel like recording today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. I just had a friend's wedding I went to this weekend. So it's been a pretty, uh, busy weekend since I was in the wedding party and I had no idea how much responsibility goes to being in the wedding party. I've only been in one wedding party once before. And there's a little bit more of a relaxed wedding than the one I was just in. Hmm. So it's like everything from uh, helping arrange things like with the bachelor party, which is always fun. <laughs> then uh, yeah. I had no idea that we had to help clean out, clean up after we were done with the venue until like the day of. I'm like, oh, okay, I'd be responsible at this wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fun weekend. It was a great time. So uh, as mostly the past week has been uh, either helping out with uh, my friend in his wedding or working longer hours. So I could take a three day weekend, which turned into the three and a half day weekend because I was so exhausted today. I didn't set an alarm. I just slept in as late as I could and then just showed up late in the office. And uh, that's the nice thing we could do with my job is we could flex our time. Just as long as we give our boss like a, some insight that we might be running a bit late that day. Yeah. It's fine. So Text my boss saying, hey, I don't think I'll be in until 1030 today. So, yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Uh, and I also launched the episode of Atomic Habits book review today. Yay. Which was put together hastily despite all the chaos in my, in my uh, past two weeks uh, or so in my life. But, yeah, the, the reason why we didn't record last, last uh, Monday is that I was recovering from a very personal success of mine is that I'm a big runner. Like I love running. I talk about it a lot and I try to run as much as I can. And if I don't run, I try to do some kind of like weightlifting. But cardio has always been like my favorite kind of thing to do. I actually just ran three miles before we started recording today. But I had a three-day weekend last weekend. Uh, it was Veterans Day. I don't know everybody had it off, but my comp- my office had it off. So I told myself that I'm just going to run as long as I can. So I went down to Town Lake in Austin and ran 20 miles. And I never ran more than 13 miles before in my life. And that was astounding for me when I ran that. I typically run 10 miles if I really want to push myself. But it was getting easier as time went on. So I'm like, I just want to see how far I can go. That's (laughs) a lot. Yeah. I was so dead after that. I ate the big, I went to Thundercloud Subs, great local Subway, or not Subway, sub sandwich chain here in Austin, got the biggest sandwich that they had, uh, double me, had a bunch of things on it, 
the people at the at the counter are like, I've never seen a sandwich this big before. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Give it to me. Got two cookies and a Gatorade and it felt great. Probably I, just burnt 3000 calories. I and then I, then also that same night I had one of my favorite bands in town. So I went to go to a concert after running 20 miles. So I was exhausted on Monday when we were supposed to record. Yeah. And, and I spent all day on my couch playing the game that came out that weekend, Death Stranding, just playing that game. And, uh, yeah, it was, I just had no mental energy to record that weekend. I don't but, blame you that. Yeah. I mean, I don't run, but if I go out cycling for like 25, 30 miles, like I don't want to do anything. My legs are jello when I come back. Yeah. And yeah, I woke killer. up in the middle of the night with like leg sores and I couldn't get out of the bed in the morning because my joints were sore. <laughs> just like laid in bed for like an hour. I was like, I just don't want to leave anywhere. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's not really a project, but it goes kind of to the whole conversation about habits we've been having during this this uh, cycle of episodes mm-hmm. because we read Atomic Habits and my habit of running built up to that. Yeah. And throughout the years, I started out, like running 5Ks and that got easier. So I started running 10Ks and that got easier. So I started running 10 miles. That got easier. I'm not going to run 20 miles that often, but uh, I definitely want to build up to that stamina now. I don't know how marathon runners do it. But I feel like I understand them a bit more now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I was looking at my timers too. I haven't really done that much for side project stuff lately, except for editing the show, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, my writing projects have been kind of pushed aside lately, mostly because I started up this one habit that I based off of Atomic Habits. That I'm not sure if I want to keep anymore, mm. which is uh, writing for five minutes each day, which isn't really enough time to like, really think of an idea and then focus on it. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like I'm just like writing words for like two paragraphs each morning and then I don't really know I'm going with them. The idea was to get me like used to running, but now it's kind of made me realize that that's a bad, it's not really a bad habit. It just isn't effective for what my goals are. So I need to find a way to focus on those projects more. What's your goal? Uh, my goal just is to get stories on paper right now. Okay. So not like any word count goals, just like I've, like a, I just want to sit down and focus and like work on something. Oh, that seems like the perfect goal then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's, I, I'm just meandering. Like I like right. I have like a bunch of like half run things. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's like the writing, like the thing like about writing is like when you start writing, you get in the zone and like, mm-hmm. you'd like look at like two hours capacity. Like I feel like 30 minutes that doesn't happen at that five minute writing period. So I think it just isn't really effective for like what I'm looking for. So Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, One more thing that would be more project oriented is I've, I'm not starting this today. I'm starting this thing tomorrow. I'm going to check out this thing called open Austin for, if you don't know about open Austin, it is a collective of civic minded hackers and city employees typically get okay. together and volunteer. And the city of Austin has like a bunch of data sets. Like there's a bunch of data sets that open Austin uh, or that the city of Austin publishes that then open Austin, then like we'll like, we'll make websites or infographics or whatever off of these data sets to improve upon the city. 
So I'm a data, I'm a data oriented person. I've been kind of looking for some kind of thing to work at or volunteer at to, uh, improve, like, you know, just like volunteering. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. And I was looking for something to do, do that for. And, uh, I remember that Open Austin existed and I went to one of their meetups a long time ago just out of curiosity. But now I'm going to go to see if there's any projects that I could be a part of. I'm not a coder. I didn't learn programming or I self-taught myself programming, but it's been years since I used it and I was never more than a novice in it. But it's supposed to be this, this collaboration between city employees and representatives and coders and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that I could do something to help there. There'll be updates next episode if I actually decide to pursue it and when I'm working on there. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Something so, to yeah. look forward to. Yep. And then one more thing is Amberly and I are going to start fostering puppies. So Aww. that's going to be a whole project on its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to start right after Thanksgiving. We're going to get our first foster puppy as the schedule right now, which you listening at home are like, wait a minute, right after Thanksgiving, isn't this episode coming out on December 30th, 2019. <laughs> well, uh, there's an insight for how long of a gap we have between it recording and editing and releasing. <laughs> yes. And this loops back into what you were talking about, right? And where you ran your 20 mile and we didn't record that day. Like podcasting is hard. Like not too many people realize. And that's why we release on an every two week schedule. Yeah. You know, one, it helps kind of test uh, the things that were the challenges we're embarking on. But it takes time to edit and coordinate schedules mm-hmm. along with your day jobs and all your side projects and social life. <laughs> and it It's a lot. You know, yeah. you got to juggle a lot. So um, it's nice to have a buffer. Um to be able to, you know, miss a week or mm. delay a week or whatever. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving is next week if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I guess, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's time now to get to the the meat of the episode, the yes. app forest which uh, I would like you to explain, Mark, since you've been using it longer than I have. Okay. Um, I don't know how I actually found this app, but the concept of the app is heavily uses the Pomodoro technique. And this technique, um, and we talked about it in previous episodes and even in our time tracking episode, uh, in, it's a technique in which you allot a specific amount of time, typically 25 minutes, to focus on a singular task. And then once that uh, time is up, you take a five or 10 minute break to go do whatever you want. And then you resume uh, with another set of 25 minutes. And the goal is you can continue working in those blocks and you can increment it over time once you've built up your uh, your attention to be able to focus uh, a longer period, such as an hour or hour and a half. It's interesting that, uh, you know, there's different studies and things that say that we, each of us, to be able to calibrate yourself and how long you can focus uh, wherever you set the timer is to just pick a specific task, work, and work up until that point, your mind starts to wander somewhere else. And then that's your that's your cutoff point to take mm. a break. 
and then resume. And so once you train yourself, you get better and better. And some people find that around the 20, 25 minute mark, their mind starts to wander. Um, in the earlier book review that we did, Hyperfocus, uh, author Chris Bailey notes that we can focus at a max of 90 minutes before our mind begins to wander. So for himself, and I've seen other people do this, they set their focus periods in 90-minute blocks. I actually do that. I, you do? I, yeah, I inadvertently did that before I read the book. So Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's, that's, all, uh, that's the focus of the app, what it's for. It heavily uses that Pomodoro technique, and it throws in a few other things uh, to kind of help keep you on track. And to not use your mobile device. Yeah. Uh, so the app itself rewards you with a tree or bush, depending on how long you've been focusing, mm-hmm. uh, that you grow into your forest. And as I understand, which I actually, I'm very proud of myself for not doing this, but we mentioned this last episode, that if you, I think we mentioned it last episode, uh, that if you were to like look at your phone, it starts to like kind of, puts like a blight upon the forest or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it works because I actually never, I actually never broke my forest session. So I don't really know how it punishes you, but I know it does punish you for like interrupting the session. Yes. So on the mobile app, if you can set it, uh, you can turn it on. It's off by default, I believe, but you can turn it on to where I like to, there's a setting. Let me grab my phone here. I can't remember what it's called. Let's see. So open up the app and there's a setting at the top next to your profile and it's called deep focus mode. So if you turn that on, that means if you leave the app, I think it gives you like five, three or five seconds to go back to the app. If you do not, it kills your tree or bush or whatever you're growing, right? Um, and then there's another one where you can link up with someone and uh, both plant together. So if one uses their phone while you're in a, a sprint, a session, mm. it kills both of your trees. So there's the, the accountability with that. Yeah, which we said we were going to do the last time, but I think it's like the session doesn't work the way we thought it was going to work. So we never actually did a forest together. Yeah. I think we need to be like we need to coordinate together for if we want to do it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a, a I like apps that do that. They have like a visual indicator and social accountability, which is why I, I rave why I rave about Hibiaka a lot. Just like having the idea of like having this thing, you look back on and see your social, you see your progress. Yes, it's pretty great. There's different trees that you can select and unlock. I didn't choose any trees. I just use what's the what's the default one? The I think it's a cedar. I think so too. I actually sent you my report for my usage on Slack and it says it on there. Let me see. Uh, It's all cedars and I grew one bush. So that means I spent one session that was less than 25 minutes long, I believe. That's when it becomes bushes. Yeah. So the the app rewards you with your sessions by giving you bushes for short sessions Mm -hmm. and trees for big sessions. And you can buy new trees if you want to. And I guess buy new bushes too, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't really care about the superficialness of the trees. I just care about seeing the forest. Okay. So I, do you buy trees? Um, I, yes. So 
I did buy uh, elixirs. So I did buy a, an elixir to triple the points uh, for seven days. That oh, I what? Would you get. can do that? Wow, this is more... <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's things that you can buy to speed up to get more points as you're uh, in focus mode, right? Um, and so I did buy that, and so I would get, you know, triple the amount that I would normally get. And um, I was able to get up to a point to, I think, 500 tokens to actually unlock uh, another tree. So I bought another tree. And there was another uh, survey thing that they sent out to kind of see how do you best focus and a mat pair you with someone else. And mm, they gave mm. you another plant through that. Um, so I unlocked another plant from their survey that they did during that time. But the great thing, and yes, I spent money, but the great <laughs> thing about spending money when you buy a virtual coins is that when you do that, they actually plant a tree in real life. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Yeah, which is really nice that they at least like live up to their name. They build a forest with your forest. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it also says you can also just like save up the virtual coins because you are reward virtual coins with each session you do. Yes. And it looks like I can hear that with the real forest tab, you could buy a real tree for 2,500 virtual coins. So... Do enough sessions and you can save the environment. Yeah, that was a really uh, cute thing that they do. I okay, I have a confession. Yeah, I never actually used the phone app. I was using the Chrome app the entire time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I have enough systems on my phone. All right. To not pick up during focus sessions. Okay. But I do not have those systems on my on my web browser. So, mm, like, I have on my phone that on my Google Calendar, I could block off things like. Uh, using certain apps like Twitter, which I just reinstalled on my phone recently, which will probably go away again soon. Uh, <laughs> I can't like access the thing like, like using my Google Calendar and Tasker. Mm-hmm. I can make it that my phone behaves a certain way at different times. So I could my phone has different modes. It has messaging only mode or not messaging mode. It's called I call it messaging mode. It basically blocks off distracting apps except for the messaging apps. Yeah. Then I have busy mode, which blocks off the messaging apps as well. Then I have uh, sleep mode, which blocks off everything except for YouTube and reading apps. And the YouTube's only available for 20 minutes while it's on. After that, I can't access it anymore. So I already have a lot of provisions already set up on my phone that I've basically hacked my phone into doing the things I want to do by using Tasker. Yeah. And so I had no need to use a forest app on my phone for what I wanted to get focus. Okay. And the thing with like using this Google, Google Calendar technique I have as well is it makes it really difficult to disable it on my phone. I can, but it takes like a lot of fighting my phone to do it because I also have it set that during like any of these active sessions, I can't access Google Calendar. So every time I open up the app, it'll close immediately. But if I move quick enough, I can take like two minutes to actually delete that time block and have my phone available to me again. But it's like a, it's a lot of friction. So, <laughs> I, so the only way to like really disable it is to go to my computer and delete it there. Okay. So I have all these things on my phone that already makes it easy to not look at things where I don't want to. That's, However, yeah, my computer, specifically my computer at work, I do not have a blocking system on it like I do for my phone or even my personal computer. Okay. So I want to 
talk about that because the the mobile app there I mean it's it's pretty simple it's clean I like to when using the mobile app I like to keep the screen awake and I have deep focus so I don't mm. switch to another app and I primarily use it when I'm at a coffee shop because I'm pretty good at putting my phone away so if I'm at home and I need to mm. focus my phone isn't in the area I need to work, so I don't have my phone on me. And it only occurs like if I'm at a coffee shop where I'm like, okay, I came here specifically to write, but then, you know, I get pinged on all my social media accounts yeah. and, and stuff, uh, chatting with other podcasters or being tagged to help promote and stuff like that. So my phone is always like buzzing. So, it kind of helps keep me from responding immediately. And, and I'm just deep focus on that particular task. So I like seeing that. I like having that one at the mobile shop. So the app, very clean, um, very easy to use. Now, what I have a question about, and I'm so glad that you <laughs> used the Chrome extension, yeah. is because I ran into a couple of issues with the Chrome extension. And I don't know if it's me or if something with the extension itself. It seemed a little buggy. So here's where the problem lies. I can activate the timer for it, right? But it will activate for that particular tab. I can open a new window or a new tab. And Is it, it per would, tab? I assumed it wasn't per tab, but now... Oh, yeah, see? I might, also, here's <laughs> the thing. I, I use Firefox on my home computer, so I can't really test both extensions... Ah, so you use Firefox. Okay. At home, I use Firefox, but at work, we have Chrome. Okay. And no Firefox on the computer. So I may have just ruined it for you, but here's here's the bugginess that I was testing with it. When using it on Chrome, you can, once you install an extension, you can activate it. You set your timer, you can set your tree, and then it'll run. You can get access to a blacklist and a whitelist mm-hmm. uh, sites to allow sites to block mm-hmm. uh, when you're running this timer. The problem is, is once you activate it, uh, sometimes it will throw up an actual splash screen with your timer counting down. Mm-hmm. If you go to a new window or a new tab to one of the websites that you blocked, mm-hmm. you can access it fine. Huh? But I don't know if that because I, I was like, I'm not going to look at these websites on my blacklist. Okay. Like, yeah. So then if you click on once on your new window or new tab, when you click on the extension again, it gives you a message that says reload page to use this extension. So if you reload the page, then it will activate. But the, the bugginess is that it did not activate when you loaded a new tab or a new window. You have to actively click the reload for the extension for it to then read the URL or website that you're mm-hmm. at to either allow or block it. I want to see it. I'll test it out tomorrow. I mean, it's, I can't really report back on <laughs> the okay. same episode, but so yeah, I, I was always like, okay, I don't want to ruin this, this thing I'm doing. So <laughs> I just motivate to not do it at all. 
So, I mean, I was like, okay, I can't give a review if I'm not testing. So let me try to test this. And that was one of the things that popped up. So I wanted to write up a actual bug report and submit it to them. Um, but I didn't know if I didn't test on Firefox to see if I had that issue. Yeah, as well. actually, I have the Firefox extension. I never actually used it. Okay. So I don't know if it's the same thing or not. Okay. Yeah. So that was really something buggy I ran into. I, okay. I mean, I like the concept. Um, I think it'll work great if you didn't have to specifically reload the extension on every new tab or window. But I'm start uh, a short session right now. Oh, so, you are? Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, this is worthless because I'm blocking all those tracking websites with a different extension right now because we're recording. Wait, am I blocking YouTube? I might not be blocking YouTube. Let me see. Nope, I'm already blocking YouTube with this extension. <laughs> right, so I can't <laughs> test it because I have another in my... In my opinion, a much more effective blocking extension running right now called okay. Freedom. But Freedom requires a desktop installation for it to work, which is uh, why I can't do it on my work computer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I run Freedom while, while we record because I've had uh, cases where like, I kind of meander over to like, a Twitter tab. So, oh, am I what I'm saying not interesting enough? <laughs> Like uh, like I was like if I was like looking for something I was like oh okay I like for this tweet you're talking about so and oh like notifications <laughs> so I just don't even look this up anymore I say that for after the show I make a note to look that up so, <laughs> yes no that's pretty good I, so yeah I'm aware of my distraction proneness and that's why I have so many proactive methods in my life <laughs> to to keep you from going yeah you know hey if you know the bad habit and you're adding friction that's yep. good that's good. But um, yeah. yeah, that was my experience with uh, using the Chrome extension uh, with that little bit buggy. It can be much better. And me after testing it and knowing that I can get around it, it it kind of becomes useless mm-hmm. in that sense. Because it's like, oh, it's not blocking me and I don't want to kill the timer. But oh, I can just open a new tab and go to YouTube <laughs> yeah. and play this or That's go to Reddit. So yeah. Huh. All right, well, that's good to uh, keep in mind. So maybe the, it sounds like the phone app is what they specialize in, and the phone app is for iOS and Android, does he, since you have an iPhone. And I have but a, I also used it on Android. Uh, yeah, and that's why I used it on, or I have it installed. I actually never used it on, but <laughs> installed on Android. <laughs> should probably actually uninstall it because of everything that I was saying earlier. But I didn't feel right uninstalling it until after a review, despite never actually using the phone app. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Uh, the thing that the using this app I really liked was the Pomodoro technique. I haven't used like true Pomodoro in a in a while, mm-hmm. and I forgot how good it feels. Actually, right. I created a category in Habitica to track thirty minutes of focus time. Thirty minutes is what it says, but what it really means is like, did I use a Pomodoro technique during this one session? And mm-hmm. then I will then log it there, and then I'll eventually level up on Habitica for doing that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's really refreshing. It's really engaging. Uh, using something like Forest really helped with, um, it really helped with making me not want to destroy the forest as I was working. So I was motivated to like have that kind of visual indicator. And since like there are there are social enforcement mechanisms in it that we never actually used with each other, right? But it sounds like that that it's a pretty strong part of their app. I think that this app is. Was great for teaching me Pomodoro again and making me really, really appreciate it. 
But like when the app was running, I didn't want to like go to like a different tab or something or uh, check my email or all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's very, um, personally, it's very effective when running because like I want to keep that time. I want to grow that tree. I want to get those coins. And so I want to keep, keep it going. And even in the challenge uh, and trying to use it more than what I typically used it for. Um, so sometimes I'll, I'll, when I start a, a night work session, I will have toggle running to log my time. But then mm-hmm. I will also run the forest app just as an additional, um, just to test it and t- uh, to pull those items in. You can also, it gives you the added ability to tag your time as well. Um, so you can say that it was work or you can mm-hmm. create a custom tag and say that this was recording and you can add a note. And the bonus is if you have an iPhone, this counts as mindful minutes in the Apple health app. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, it will report uh, if you give it access when, when you install mindful minutes and you can see that in um, if you have any meditation apps, those count as well. But when you set this for uh, a focus mode session, this will log time for mindful minutes. So that was uh, very good to have and see overall to make sure that you're being that you're having dedicated focus time. That's really neat. I hmm, that doesn't exist on Android, unfortunately. So. You know, uh, you, you just got to make that switch. No, I did. I There's too many positives in Android <laughs> to switch. And yeah, that's really cool. I, I just really want Samsung to put their digital well-being or put Google's digital well-being features on their phone. So you'd be somewhere like that. It's like Apple already tells you your screen time, which is awesome. Across Google, all devices too. Yeah. And Google does that for their for their Pixel lineup right now, but not for, or Samsung doesn't adapt it yet, which is annoying. Right. I want that. I want that data. I want to like have more control over my phone without like doing some kind of like jerry-rigged thing with a third-party app to make my phone not open up certain apps during certain times. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that that's awesome. I had no idea that Forest app had integrations with Apple that way. It yeah. does. They allow it for the Apple Health Kit um, APIs. That was a nice little bonus to be able to see that in my uh, Apple Health uh, summaries to see the mindful minutes as I'm working away. Great little bonus there. I That's great. I mean, it sounds like that's a good app to then if you're an Apple user. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is, um, I feel like, a shorter episode just because we were just reviewing one app. but. Yeah. Do you have anything more you want to say before we move on to final thoughts and reviews? Uh, no, we can, let's, let's jump into final thoughts. All right. Uh, I'll start with me because you've been using the app longer. I feel like that you'd have a more in-depth review than me. So I feel like that we should start with me first. Yeah, go for it. All right. So, and in the end, I did like this app a lot as a good motivator with those visual indicators. It looks really nice to see like all the things you've done. And like you actually have like an indication for everything that you've uh, you've accomplished, kind of like in uh, in an Atomic Habits. James Clear talks about using the marble technique, which is like if you have like a specific goal you're tracking, 
you can use a marble for every time that you every time you complete it so you like visualize your jar get bigger and bigger and actually Amberly's doing that right now with her with her own goals right now she has a marble for days that were successful days with her goals mm-hmm. uh, she puts a marble on one jar for that then she puts a marble on another jar for days that she was not successful with those with those goals and like those visual indicators are really good at motivating people like if she starts seeing like the 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 bad jar the bad day jar is like not as high or it's getting higher than she's comfortable with she will get more motivated to like really crack down the next week to have plenty of good days so like forest is like that too like you'd be like oh i need to grow this forest some more i need to see like all these records i've been doing all these pomodoro sessions i've been doing and so on it just looks good it's a very aesthetically pleasing app the forest looks great it's very kind on the eyes and on the user doesn't so yeah i like the app i can't review the mobile app the chrome app was a great motivator for me i probably should have put some more effort into the forest app on my phone but i've had so many systems that have worked for me so much for the past couple years that i didn't want to take them away for two weeks just for the sake of testing this app on the phone but Chrome extension, if those bugs are only specific to Mark, then definitely check it out. <laughs> and uh, I will test those out tomorrow and report back in two weeks, hopefully. If I remember to report back in two weeks, if it works or not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, I'll be held accountable for the idea. That being said, I give the app, and it was a great motivator. Four out of five. Yeah, four out of five for that. I might be just giving the Pomodoro technique a four out of five right now. (laughs) Within the context of the forest app, I give it a four out of five. All right. How about you, Mark? Um, I I just got a force notification because I was trying to run that thing earlier. I got a new tree, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it was a bush. It was a 10-minute session, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, anyways. This is... this. Writing is kind of difficult for me because I really like it, but I use it in specific situations before this challenge. So overall, with the app and the Chrome extension, I'm going to say a four out of five. It's really good. I like it. It's easy to use. And so if you've listened to our time tracking episode, you know, toggle is our mainstay. Mm-hmm. It's running right now for this episode, right? <laughs> um, but if you're interested in trying to focus on a particular task, and even if you do it at work, again, I use the Pomodoro technique at work. If I feel, okay, I've been on this case a little bit too long, let's set a 25-minute runner. If I don't have things figured out in 25 minutes, when the technique is over, then I'll reach out for help or go somewhere else, right? It's a great starter entry into focusing on work, especially if you always reach for your mobile device. It helps block your mobile device from being used while also tracking your time and helping keep you focused on that particular task. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, if you go extra and you're buying virtual coins or as you're working and you get up to a certain amount of virtual coins, you can actually do good in the real world by uh, by the developers actually sponsoring to uh, plant a tree mm-hmm. or 
you using the coins that you accrue from focusing on tasks to buy a tree. It's super great in that way to just get you started a nice minimal entryway into time tracking. We've talked about the mobile app and I've used on both Android and on both Apple. A great experience on both. Uh, the added thing on Apple device is that it integrates for with Apple Health to, like we just discussed, to give you mindful minutes. The additional thing, um, I did not experience this on Android. Uh, I had a Samsung Galaxy smartwatch. But if you have a smartwatch, like, again, Apple Watch Companion, mm-hmm. you can see your current progress for the day in building a forest and you can see the trees that you've planted throughout the day. Well, so you nice. can, yeah. So you can look at the little, you can launch the app on the Apple watch and kind of see that data and see how you're, how you're going for the day. So that's a nice little slice of data that you have there. And then as we discussed the uh, Chrome extension, so it, it's, it's one I still use. Uh, even though I use toggle, I like to use it, like I mentioned, in the coffee shops mm-hmm. or if I'm uh, somewhere else. Typically, uh, I don't have all the automated systems you do, but um, I'm <laughs> pretty sure the Apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder to automate on an Apple device. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty good at just in general not having my phone on me. So if it takes me forever to respond to a message, a text message or something, Mark doesn't have his phone and he's blocked <laughs> notifications. So it, it's really good app. Four out of five for me. The I like the use of having the Chrome extension, but if it was a little bit buggy for me and uh, if it wasn't buggy, then that would have brought up the score overall mm. for me. But it's still something that you should use to get you started in Pomodoro and time tracking and helping you not use your phone when you need to focus, unlike that monochrome challenge. <laughs> yep. Hey, I still I put my phone on monochrome every night before bed. That's the only time I use it now. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, yeah. I watch a YouTube video before bed and I put it on monochrome now. And I, it makes it a little bit easier to like transition. <laughs> like, so I, I found some use of it, but 24-7 monochrome is by far... As we said, the most annoying thing we've done since cold showers. Yes. <laughs> but so this this was most welcome after that challenge, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to curb your use of your device. And it doesn't have to be projects that you're working on. Maybe you're reading a book. Maybe you're going for mm-hmm. a walk. Maybe you're whatever. Just set a timer, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 50 minutes. Just set the timer that you, you want to block yourself from using a phone. And let it build yeah. a tree for you. Yeah, that's true. It's really good for that if you're really trying to cut back on phone usage, which I am all about digital minimalism. I think that's a great practice to get into where you just kind of use your phone and computer in a more essential way. Mm-hmm. So if you're working on that, that's a great way to start get started. Just cut yourself out. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything else? That's it. All right. Well, um, Next week, we're going, or next episode, we'll be following the trend of apps again and do something a little bit different because it's a really busy time of the year, the holidays, starting with Thanksgiving and the week before a friend's wedding for me. <laughs> we delay everything. It's just like it's been really busy and it probably will not calm down until after Christmas entirely. But 
instead of doing a review next week, we're going to do a special episode where we're going to talk about five apps that neither of us can live without. I'm going to set up a rule right now. One of those apps cannot be, or one of those apps, yeah, one of those apps cannot be Toggle. Since we talked about that so much, that's like a given. Oh, <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> but it's going to be like five productivity apps that we cannot live without is the idea. So Mark and I would come with our list of things that we use every day that are not Toggle. Because you guys are probably tired of hearing that word a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toggle if you want to sponsor us, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're always looking for that. But until uh, then, we'll give you a bunch of free advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, coming with you guys, coming to you guys with a list of five apps that we like to use to get things done on a daily basis or whatever it is to manage projects. It's a very loosely defined topic right now. <laughs> so just, just uh, we'll 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 refine it and get back to you guys next week. Uh, yeah. But yeah, until then, you can find me at Kyle SQ Nine on Twitter which I have an on-off love affair with because I will install the app on my phone for like a week and then delete it for a month, which I just did. So uh, <laughs> I do still tweet though, despite not having anything, the Twitter app, I use Buffer. I can that to my Twitter account and just hit the share now button on it. Okay. So I could still tweet ideas out and tweet links out, but I don't view tweets. Uh, you could also find me and mostly pictures of my dog and possibly pictures of the foster dog whenever that starts happening. On uh, my Instagram at KyleSQ9, which if you want to DM me, Instagram is better than Twitter. And uh, where can people find you, Mark? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AskMarkio. That is AskMarkio. And if you love looking at my horrible illustrations and lettering on Instagram, you can look at my uh, horrible lettering and illustrations and my iffy writing on my blog at askmark.io. Yep. And you can find us at, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Productive Lab. That is Productive Lab because Productivity Lab was taken on both of those. You can also find us on the internet at theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show. And yeah, uh, till next time, stay productive. I don't know why I said peace. Peace. <laughs> it's going to be a thing now. <laughs>